Harlem a few weeks ago, and I actually had dinner with uh, Al Sharpton, and we went to Sylvia's, a very famous restaurant in Harlem. And I couldn't get over the fact that there was no difference between Sylvia's restaurant and any other restaurant in New York City. I mean, it was, a, it was exactly the same, even though it's run by blacks, primarily by black patronship. It was the same. There wasn't one person in Sylvia's who was uh, screaming, mf -er, I want more iced tea. Please. You know, I mean, it, everybody was, uh, it was like going into an Italian restaurant in an all-white suburb in the sense of people were sitting there and they were ordering and having fun and there wasn't any kind of craziness at all. Hey everybody, welcome to Talk It Out Podcast. This is your girl, Gabby. And KP. And we have a special guest with us today. Well, uh, thank y'all for having me on. Uh, mm -hmm. My name is Justin Rito, a.k.a. Mr. Uh, Mr. Level Up. And I'm currently the resident of Omaha, Texas. So if anybody's looking for a trainer, then y'all can holler at me. Uh, other than that, uh, I'm just really just happy to be, uh, be on the show. Yay, we're so glad to have you. Super excited! <laughs> so, uh, Gabby, you want to go ahead and tell everyone what the show is going to be about today? Wait, or no, where you, they didn't, you didn't give us part? you didn't give us any social media. Yeah, no, I know, I know. We never oh. did. Anyway, I was. Oh wait, no, no he didn't. Did no, you didn't. Oh, I did. Yeah, yeah. My fault. <laughs> <laughs> dog it. See, that's all. That's all on me, man. Blame yeah. it on my inexperience. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, y'all can find me. In Either at uh, on my Twitter handle Mr underscore Level Up PT or my Instagram at Mr underscore Level Up PT eighty seven. Um, you'll find either random posts by me, random uh, random retweets by me, or uh, you'll find a whole lot of my workout videos where I'm either where you'll either see me working out or you'll see some of the people that I train working out and. You know, it's it's really all in just the spirit of building, you know, building my own brand and, and growing from there. Nice. Very good. And uh, you're also a part of the, the Critical Dump Network, aren't you? Definitely a part of the Critical Dump Network. Shout out to uh, shout out to my boys, Q the Great and Super Eric. Uh, I have no idea if we're doing a show tonight or not, but hey, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? We're about as we're about as random as the topics that we come up with. Yeah. So <laughs> so it, it all kind of works out. All right. And shout out to Q who was on the episode a couple months back and uh yeah. That was a good episode, yeah. um, to say the least. Um so you know what? How, how was that by the way? What what do you mean? How was that? How was that episode with with, with Q? Because I know he's like I I know he's he's kind of he's a little different. Well, you know, of course we had our debate, but it was not a, it wasn't it was civil. It wasn't, it wasn't like it didn't get crazy. It you know, it was just kind of like uh -huh. a, a civil little discussion. It actually turned out pretty good, better than we expected, to be honest. <laughs> uh oh, okay, okay, Because yeah. I know he's a he's a curveballer. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Touch and go. Yeah. <laughs> That's my boy. I love him like a step cousin. But it's all good. <laughs> all right. So, um, Katie, what are we talking about today? Uh, we're talking about our social medias. You oh, can find sorry. us on 
Instagram.com slash talk it out podcast. You can find us on Twitter at twitter.com slash talk it out underscore pod. You can also email us any questions you have at talk it out podcast at yahoo.com as well as make sure you're using the hashtag hashtag talk it out pod. That's, yeah. it. that's it. That's us. And we talked about that. So now what are we talking about for the episode? So today's episode is going to be a little bit about entrepreneurship. Uh, we're going to be talking about owning your own business, uh, being a black owner, uh, and what we can do in order to support black businesses as well. Yep. It all right. Works. So to start it off, I kind of want to start this with with our guest, and I have a few questions that I'm going to ask. So, um, if you can, tell us a little bit about your business and what you have done. Like, how, how exactly did you get your idea or your concept for your own business, and how did you get started? Oh, that's a complex question. Um, no, seriously, uh, my mom owns her own uh, printing service. Okay. So, you know, entrepreneurship kind of grew with me, you know what I mean? But... Um, uh, honestly, I got out of college back in 2011, tried to, tried to play a few, uh, few, uh, Canadian for a few Canadian teams and it didn't quite work out. So when mm-hmm. I got home, I was like, well, what did I learn in college? Cause I wouldn't, I'll be honest. I wasn't really there for school. Uh-huh. Like I got a football scholarship and, and all of this. So I just kind of took it and ran with it in hopes that, you know, one day that I'd be on the grand stage and on TV and all of that BS that everybody be talking about. Yeah. So I get home in uh, like the summer of 2011. I'm like, man, well, what did I learn in school? Well, I learned a lot of things like socially, but I also like learned how to work out how the human body works, you know, how to maneuver things without hurting myself. So Mm -hmm. I kind of just adopted all of these different skills that I learned over the years and came up with this idea that, uh, Hey, you know what? I like working out. I'm pretty sure other people like to stay in shape. So, or get in shape. So, you know, Hey, why not? And I just kind of ran with it. And this was, like I said, this was what's, Roughly six years ago. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's and it's it's been it's been a struggle, but I definitely appreciate the struggle. Hmm. Okay. okay. So what what is your business called, and and what exactly do you do? Uh, my business is Level Up Performance Training. It is my own uh, personal uh, personal fitness uh, personal fitness business. And for those who are in the Beaumont, Beaumont, Houston area or the greater Beaumont Golden Triangle area, I do have my own uh, my own f- uh, fitness facility. And it's I don't want to describe it as CrossFit uh-huh. because that's not really what it is that I do is all of the workouts and exercises are really tailor made to the person who's uh to the client that I'm working with. Mm-hmm. So if they trying to gain this and lose this, well, I st- structure their uh, particular plan around that, uh, around that concept. 
So are you like the you're the you're the owner and also you're the operator. So like, are you your only employee, or do you have also other employees? Well, the way that I do it is I actually lease more or less uh, rent the building to other trainers if they so choose to uh, use the building. You oh, know, okay. like smart. yeah, smart, like, what, smart. like the way it works really is like. Um, if a trainer is especially an up and comer, a new a, a new a start off guy yeah. or or woman, you know, what I'm saying start off person for that, you know, for all of the PC people out there, um, then I tell them, hey, if you're just if you're fresh to it, if you're just starting out uh, and you're looking for a place where you can build and grow your craft, you know, what I'm saying get the get a lot of specifics down. Then you're more than welcome to come and, you know, borrow my gym for, you know, an hour, hour and a half. It doesn't really matter. You know, just Mm -hmm. whatever you're charging other people, I just get a cut of it because, you know, I can't just give it to you for free. That's robbing me. Mm -hmm. But I do allow other trainers to come in and use the gym. I allow outsiders to come in. Hey, man, I just I just need a place to uh, I just need a place to work out for about an hour or so. Before I go to work or after I get off, it's like, oh, okay, well, cool. Let me figure out what times this, what times work, and then we'll go from there. It's it's cool, but uh, yeah, yeah. I actually uh, I actually have the keys to my own uh, to my own spot. Like, and I tell people all the time, like, it's not the biggest, brightest, you know, most glamorous spot. You know, it's not right. like a Planet Fitness or a World Gym or a, um. You know, twenty four fit, twenty four hour fitness. It's nothing like nothing yeah. like that. You know, what I'm saying not commercial or none of that old stuff. But it is very intimate. Very, you know, what I'm saying it's 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 small. It's big enough to train for me to train probably three to four people at a time. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, and, and it's yours. Yeah, and it's mine. Like right. nobody can come in and tell me, "Hey, you got to do." Like, no, these are my. This is my building. I have the key. It comes a time and it comes a time in everybody's life where they look at it and be like, you know what? What do I like doing? Right. You know, and that's what that's really where it where it took off for me, because I understood a few things. I don't like working for people. Mm -hmm. I don't really enjoy somebody telling me what to do all the time, every day. Like I've I've. I've had the nine to five job. I've had the, I worked construction for a while. I had to get up at four thirty, five thirty in the morning and mm-hmm. drive for an hour, hour and a half to the job site, all wow. of those things, man. But it wasn't like, don't get me wrong. The money was good, mm-hmm. but I just couldn't get over the fact that I was so, I was too talented and way too smart to have somebody else dictate my life for me. Exactly. And uh, I remember my mom and I were talking about that, and she was like, a lot of us spend, like, our majority of our lives working, making somebody else rich, and we don't even, like, see any fruit of that labor except for, you know, the little salary that you get paid. But somebody is just stuffing their pockets, and you're just slaving away when you could be using that same talent Two, I mean, everybody doesn't want to be an entrepreneur, but if you have that talent and that gift, you could be using that same energy to uh, invest in your own business and, you know, making sure that 
that you're okay, you know, because yeah. a job can fire you willy nilly anytime. But if you got your own and you stay consistent and you, you know, your your business does well, you're you're straight. You don't have to worry about um, things like that. So yeah, that's that's, that's exactly how it works. Yeah. You know, not everybody, and I'll say this: not everybody is built to be a chief. You know, like it just is what it is. Not yeah. everybody's built to be a leader or, or built to lead people like that's just that's it that's re that's reality it is yeah but you know you know you gotta have you know there's there has to be indians there have to be worker you know worker ants and all of this old stuff mm -hmm. so you know i don't knock people who have nine to fives i really don't i've mm -hmm. had them it just wasn't my thing you yeah. know especially after getting fired from or oh, well laid off from one and then laid off from another it's like I'm sick of it. And I got so tired of it. I was like, you know what? I'm really just done working for people making other people money while I'm making $12, $13, $14 an hour or mm -hmm. something like that. When I know for an absolute fact, I'm smarter than this. Yeah. No, right. I, I, I feel that. And I think that's kind of my thing right now in the job that I'm in. I work at a call center for health insurance. I'm sure everyone knows who Blue Cross Blue Shield is. Um, I work for Hook them. It don't work like that. <laughs> I am, and I, again, like you said, I don't mean to gloat, but I am more than likely the smartest person on the entire call floor. I am the one the team leads come to for answers on calls. I am the one that everyone comes to for literally everything. And I feel like, there's got to be a limit, you know, um, like how, how far do I really think or how long do I really think I want to stay in this nine to five every single day for $10 an hour? Like yeah. I'm worth so much more than that. And I need to branch out with my own things. And, you know, I think a lot of times that's kind of where people get stuck. They feel like they're stuck in this whole nine to five and they aren't told that they're quote unquote hobbies, uh, working out, creating art, um, basically being themselves. I don't think that they're told that those things are valid jobs and those things are valid things that you can make a career off of. Mm -hmm. And instead we're just all, all pushed into go to college, be something like a teacher or be a whatever. Like I'm, I'm not, of course, don't do that if that's what you're into but you got to be passionate about what you love because if you're not passionate about what you're doing and in your job then you're just not going to give your 100% to it and you'll be yeah. miserable eventually yeah. we had an episode where we talked about you know working with family and how family always wants discounts oh. and friends Ooh. always want discounts and they never want to mm -hmm. pay you your full price because they're like eh, okay we're family so do you have any stories about um First of all, family asking for discounts, and then secondly, family doing business with you and then not paying you, or you know, just some some crazy stuff like that 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 all of us have. Mm, absolutely not, and I can say that with full <laughs> confidence. I can look, and it's gonna sound crazy, but I can say that with full confidence because, um, not saying that family don't come and work out with me. And, all this old stuff because mm -hmm. it's like my mom and my dad they get to you know they can come in and they can work out and help my daddy help build the building uh -huh. so you know if he wants to use it fine 
Yeah. You know, my mom, she's, you know, that's my mama. How am I going to charge my mama? Right, right. Uh, you know, my brothers, you know, my brothers and my sister, if they want to use it, by all means, go ahead. I got the hey, key. I'll just go in there. <laughs> but anybody outside of my immediate family, and yes, I have to charge you. I need, I have to make money from it. And if any of them have a problem with it, fine, go somewhere else. Yeah. Because I know how to separate family from business. I have a very, uh, very strict payment policy and you either follow it or you don't. I, it won't either. If you don't follow it, then there's no skin off my back. I didn't have you to begin with, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah, I definitely separate, separate family from business and everybody understands. That. Why do you think mm-hmm. a, a lot of people have those problems with, with families and 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 close friends thinking that they don't have to pay, or thinking that they should get a discount. Like where what does that frame of mind come from? Oh boy, um, it can come from any number of places. But what, where I where I truly think that it comes from is the whole uh, why or why do I have to pay for something? when we basically in the same bloodline it's like well because i can't afford to keep giving giving y'all stuff when i'm getting nothing in return yeah you know if if you if you're that selfish of a person where there's where there's no give and take it's just it's just take and then you're not giving me anything back you know, and like I said, I, I love them. I love them to death at the end of the day, but I got to get paid. All right. Now we can we can segue now into black businesses and the importance of them and your experience being a black business specifically, um, because, you know, we always hear about, you know, support black business, support black business. We have to keep the dollar in the community. Um Yada yada yada. Yeah, we we hear that rhetoric, <laughs> and you know it's 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 good rhetoric when it. But um, I, w- I want to ask, uh, from your point of view, what what is it like operating as a black business? Do you get a lot of African American clients? Um, do you find that p- because you are a black business, people expect um certain things? Like I said, discount sometimes. You do you find that people um don't act as professional around you or like, just, just tell us about your experience. Well, um, my experience is really being a, uh, being a black business owner. Um, it's not as bad as it's, it's not as bad as it seems. Okay. It, it really, it really ain't. Uh, I, I have had, you know, I'm not going to say I've had people kind of walk over me because I don't allow it. Mm-hmm. Like that's never that's never been a thing for me. I've never really experienced uh, experienced that. I've actually been told that I don't charge enough. I've I've never really experienced somebody come to me and like try to down me because I'm a black you know because I'm a black business owner because mm-hmm. the way that I the way that I carry myself is extremely you know it's with the uh, utmost professionalism, mm-hmm. and that's one of the issues that. A lot of black businesses have is they're not professional enough. If I tell you, if okay, 
if I tell you or if you if you tell me, hey, I'm going to be there at nine o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying? at nine a.m. for a workout session. OK, well, it's my job now to be at the office for eight thirty to yeah. make sure that the gym is clean, make sure that I have your workout rolled out and planned and all of that. So that when you show up at nine, we can go straight to work. Mm-hmm. I make sure everything is running and operating uh, with the utmost of uh, professionalism. Yeah. Uh, and if you're not willing to be professional on the same right, well, then I have all rights. Uh, I, I have, I'm completely within my rights to be like, hey, you, I, I, you can't train with me anymore. So you, so you say uh, with a lot of black businesses, there isn't that level of profession professionalism in um in your opinion. Why do you think that is? Why do you think because I'm not going to say all businesses because I've seen I've gone to black businesses that have been a one like in professionalism mm-hmm. and everything's done right. But sometimes you know we occasionally go to the soulful restaurants where the the folks hollering in the back the, the waitress <laughs> got an attitude. The food it take about two hours to get your food. Like, why do you think? We, I mean, no, it's not like a, a black thing. But why do you think sometimes, mm-hmm. as black people, um, we kind of lack in that area? I mean, the food can be good and stuff, but the service mm-hmm. can be kind of bad. Also, I I'm sorry to interrupt, but also mm-hmm. I think it's interesting that you guys keep that I hear that so much because I literally never hear, Oh, I would never go to that white person's business because of their level of professionalism. Like that literally is never said. So it's interesting that that's said about black businesses, but not about terrible ass white businesses as well. Well, you got to look at it from, from this perspective. In in most cases, uh, a white business owner is the status quo. Mm Mm-hmm. So with that being, you know, with that being said, it's like that's the standard. It's like, okay, hey, operate like this, operate like these people. You know, I mean, if you want to be taken serious, you know, it's in a lot of cases, you know, we as as black people have to operate on a level that supersedes uh, our our counterparts. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's just it's just how it is, you know, And, and. it's it's not that you know i'm not mad at it i really honestly don't care mm-hmm. because i know that if the product that i put out is a1 and i'm always on my game and at the, at the uh, operating at the uh, at the top of you know saying at my optimum levels then you know my work will speak for itself you know the fact that that other people get a pass is just because, like I said, that that's just the you know, that's the standard bearers. Yeah. And so, what what would you say going back to the the original question? What would you uh-huh. say about um, like I said, why there's sometimes a lack in that uh, professionalism standard in some black businesses? Because people don't know how to be professional. That's actually a, that's actually a learned skill. Mm-hmm. Um. If you've ever walked into a place and like, okay, prime example, I like to get your hair done, right? Uh, not in a beauty salon. Not really. No, we don't actually. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Y'all know people who like to get their hair done in beauty salons. Yes, yes. Okay. 
if the hair if the uh, hair salon lady tells you or if you make an appointment with the hair salon lady and she's uh and she says well i got an opening at five uh i have an opening at five o'clock and she's like got all of these things going on in her life and it's now 5 45 and you sitting in the you sitting in there like where is this lady yeah she's like well i had all of these things going on and this was this and that was that and it's like yes but you're trying to build something exactly yeah like no matter what what you're trying to build really does supersede a lot of the things that's going on in your life. Like you actually have to understand the dynamics of what running a business or mm-hmm. building a brand is all about. Some things will actually sit, sit, uh, have to take a back seat. Right. You no, know, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's not being rude. It's just being, you know, it's just being realistic. And that's that's a part of I was talking to somebody earlier about like pricing and setting your prices. And and that's a factor that goes into your pricing as well, because whenever you're doing a business, whenever you're or yeah, doing a business, that's time that's being spent. And that's time that you would be doing something else. So like if you're a, if you have a beauty salon and you're like, well, I had to do this, this and that. Well, you're getting paid to set that stuff aside and to come and do this and do what you're supposed to do. Like, it shouldn't even yeah. be a, well, I had to. No, because you already set up an appointment. That That's your first priority. And I, and I have a yeah. quick story about that because I did one time before I was going to college, my um, mom's friend had gotten some braids in her hair or something like that. My mom was like, oh, this girl, she did my friend's braids. She's really, really good. So I come to her house. It's still daylight. It's probably like four o'clock. And uh, that lady, it was it was at her house. And it took her. We got there at four. She didn't start to like almost five. And then midway between doing my hair, one of her friends came and she stopped doing my hair and did her friend's hair. And we were just, my mom was like, Damn. never again. Guess what time she got done with my hair? 12 o'clock. Not, uh, wait, what? 12 o'clock because we had to wait for her to finish doing her girl, her girlfriend's full hairdo. And then I had to go back in the in the seat. I don't even remember what time it was. And she didn't get finished till like after midnight. My mom said, never again in my life. If I... I'll just I'll just braid your hair myself, and she lost the customer. And even though the hair the hairdo was was really nice, it's like we'll never ever patronize you ever again because that was just beyond unprofessional. That is was it, just plain rude. Is it safe to say that that's one of the reasons why people don't take us serious? Well, in that instance, because well, like you said, it's a learned thing, and and here's here's my theory on it. Because a lot of times when you go to these businesses, maybe the owner took, you know, has a degree in entrepreneurship or whatever. But most of the time, the people that they're employing don't. And like somebody that's doing, uh, you know, braiding hair in their kitchen, I don't think they, you know, have a bachelor's in entrepreneurship and and know about, um, you know, how you're supposed to, to treat customers and customer service and stuff. 
So in that instance, we might just you just have to kind of go out there and and get the information yourself. And I think it's just mm-hmm. a lack of a lack of knowledge, a lack of education in that realm. It's not that it's something inherently bad with black people. It's just that a lot of times we don't have those resources to learn these particular things. And the people that do know these particular things, you know, they're not teaching other people. So it's just a lack of knowledge in that realm. And, right. you know. And people are racist, right. so they're gonna they're gonna classify a whole <laughs> race of people as unprofessional. But you know, it's not true. No, well, yeah. check this out. You want to know? This is how I learned how to be uh, how to be a professional. Um, and it's it is actually a very it's actually a very simple concept. Would I want to be treated that way? Yeah, that's the only question I ask myself. Would I want to be would would I want somebody who I'm paying to do something to put me off to the uh, to set me to the back burner and for something else? Yeah. If the answer is no, then it's like, OK, great. I'm not going to do that then. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to continue. And, and if this person is willing to give me their money for my service, then I'm going to offer them the best service uh, the best service possible. Yeah. So it's, it's, I mean, a lot of people say, man, it's, you got to read this book on how to be an entrepreneur. You got to, it's like, no, do you know how to be a good, decent human being? Do you know how to be a good person? If you know how to be a good person, you can be a good business owner, you know, treat the, treat the, treat the customer or client the way you would want to be treated if you walked into somebody else's business. Like if, if I owned, if you owned a restaurant and I walked in and you treated me like crap, I don't want to be treated like crap. I'm not going to treat the next person like that either. You know, I'm going to give them, I'm going to give them my utmost respect. I'm going to give them, uh, you know, I'm going to give them the, the best quality, um, the best quality work for their, uh, for their pay. You know, for or for whatever they're paying, and we'll build and grow from it. You know, like that, and from that, you actually build and grow bigger and better skills yeah. until it's basically just second nature. But and even if you think about it like that, you know, it's still for some people it's gonna be hard. So in that in that realm, it, it is like a it's a learned it's a learned thing. Because some mm-hmm. people, you know, just as black people in general, it's a kind of a cultural thing that we're not on time a lot of times. Just, you know, like if somebody's <laughs> saying we're having a party at three, everybody comes like at four. It's kind of a cultural thing, but sometimes you have to you have to renew your mind, as the Bible say, and and mm-hmm. get your mind right to, to, to knowing that if something is at three, you have to be there before three. And, you know, it's, it's little things like that. And I wish somebody... We could have like a program to teach people these things because these little small things could help us tremendously in growing these black businesses that we that we want to support. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If you tell me that, hey man, we having a, hey man, we we having a crawfish ball at three. Oh word, I'm there. And they'd be like, yeah man, it's it's it starts at three. I like to have everybody there by at least two, two thirty, two forty five or so. Then it's like, oh, okay, y'all want everybody there by two forty-five? I'll be there at two forty-five, and wow. I might show there. I might show up there exactly at two forty-five. 
That's how my dad is. Yeah. You know, because that's, that's, that's their that's that's what they that's what they wanted. That's what they're expecting. Of course, if they're supplying all of these things, I'm not going to take those people's time for granted. Right. You know, because time is one of the things that it's it's always constant, but you never get it back. No, Gabby, Gabby is acting fake on here because she is <laughs> the most. Late I said I never said I was on time. I said it's a part of the culture. World. Literally <laughs> the most late person in the entire world. I can tell her <sighs> ten days before that I'm gonna be at her house at this time pick her up so that we can go do whatever the hell we're going to do, right? Ten days. I remind her the day of, before, those entire ten days before, I'm reminding her every single day. Mm. And then as soon <laughs> as they get today, and I am at her house, guess what she's doing? Just now fixing her hair. Just now putting her shirt on. Just now putting <laughs> no, her shirt on. <laughs> So, I have to sit in, her, in my car and wait on her ass. You don't have to sit in the car. That's the main thing. You don't have to sit in the car. Waiting on her <laughs> get out her house. Like, but Gabby, I have Gabby, been doing better. I have been doing better. Don't try to throw me under the bus, KT, because I can throw you under the bus. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm listening. Excuse me. There's <laughs> been plenty of times when we've been trying to record and you don't be here on time. Oh, me? Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Hmm. Okay, I'll remember all this when you. <laughs> anyway, this is going longer. left. Okay, back to this. Uh, it's, it's going left because you're being called out. No, no, no. Let's go back to this black business deal. So, um, oh, okay. <laughs> do you think that? Do you think that it's important for black people to support black businesses, and why? And and what do you think we can do to to help? Um, or let me, let me ask this. Do you think it's a positive way to help grow the black economy or do you think black businesses need to try to branch out more and get the money from people of other communities to build themselves? Or do you think they should just be like, well, this is a black business. We're just going to cater to people in our community. Kind of, if you get what I'm saying. That would, that would be a business suicide. Okay. Because I've had all kinds of people work with me. Mm-hmm. The only people I haven't had work with me is, uh, in, in that's predominant in this co- community is Asian. But uh-huh. that's just, you know, it just is what it is. But yes, it is important that black people support each other because if we don't, nobody else will. Mm-hmm. That's, that's one thing. Um, as far as, us branching out to other people. Uh, I could easily up and move to the other end of town where it is, um, where the income, I'll say the income is higher. Uh-huh. That's what I, that's the, that's the phrase I'll use. The income is higher on the other end of town, but I choose to stay on this end of town because I want to give other, I want to give people of lower incomes a place that they can also come to, to work out. That's not like, all the way on the other end of town. You don't have to drive 10, 15, 20 minutes away. This this is what people have to understand. Okay. And it's a simple concept. All money is green. Yeah. And, and it all spends the same. So who cares where it comes from? Yeah. That's what that's as a business, as a business owner, it doesn't matter 
you know, if if I turn down, if I turn down another person's money because of their race or because of their ethnicity, I'm losing money. Oh, yeah. Like I'm letting money walk out the door just for for and, and for what? You know, right. so if, if that be the case, if you're so if you're such a proud person that you that now, nah, man, I'm not doing no business with with uh, with white people. I'm not doing no business with Asian people. I'm not doing no business with Mexicans. It's like, well, then you're not trying to do business. You're just trying to help another nigga out. Or not even that's that, because that's not a like you said, that's not the best business strategy because it's not even a whole bunch of black people here. And even if you get all the black people Who's to say there'll be enough to to support your business? Yeah, you'll still be broke. You yeah. have to realize that the uh, you have to realize our you know the population itself. Like black people don't make up that big a population in the in this country. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the most populous people in the country are you know are white folks. It just is you know that's just the numbers. Um. So if I'm looking at it and I'm like, man, I, I can't work with this. I can't work with this dude or, or I, I can't accept this dude's money. It's like, well, what are you what is that you're trying to do? Are you trying to run a business or are you just trying to help your boys out? Yeah. If you're trying to run a business, then it doesn't matter where the money is coming from, it, because like I said earlier, it all spins the same. Talk a little bit okay. about um your clients and, and, you know, you accept all types of clients. So uh -huh. my question to you is, have you ever turned down a client? And if so, why? No, I've never turned down a client, but I will allow them to turn themselves down. Okay. And the reason is, is like I said earlier, I'm not turning money away, but I'm not I've learned in doing business. Don't put your stock in somebody's word. Oh, yeah. Because their word, their word could possibly just go off of their feelings mm -hmm. and feelings fluctuate on a regular basis. Like. Like, quick question, how often have you been happy one second then been sad another second and been confused the second after that and then been back to happy and then. And then extremely angry and then felt jealousy like all of these different emotions happen within can happen within an hour. Mm -hmm. You yep. know, so with that, I, I'm, I'm not taking your word for anything. But what I will do is I will stick to I will stick to my schedule. If we schedule the time to be somewhere, then we will clearly uh, then I will be there. And if you don't show, and honestly, it shows it shows the, your it shows your level of commitment, mm -hmm. and I will not contact you afterwards. And I don't so blame you. I didn't. Yeah. So I wouldn't cut nobody out. I will allow them to cut themselves out if they, you know, it, it's it's always been it's always been that way for me. And that was a hard, very hard pill to swallow when I first started this thing, you know, was accepting the fact that, you know, some people just will not, you know, just won't mess with you like that. Yeah. You know, some of them, will, some of them talk a good game. 
We all know those people yeah. who like, <laughs> man, them people who gas you up. Oh, yeah. Like a Texaco, I'm like, yo, man, hey, man, I'm going to be there, man. I got to get on it. I get I gotta get I gotta get myself back in shape and, yeah. and I'm gonna hit I'ma hit you up first thing in the morning. <laughs> All right, cool. First thing in the morning come turns into two weeks, uh turns into two weeks later, and then yeah. you they finally hit you up and like, hey yo man, my bad man. I had I had this come up and I had this to do, and I'm like, bro, you ain't gotta apologize. Like I get it, you, you know. Mm-hmm. I just don't, I'm, I, you know, I just don't take your word for it. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm sure with the fit with the fitness in the fitness realm, um, you get a lot of people like that because even with me, I'm not a personal trainer, but you know, I work out a lot and people, they normally hit me up and they're like, uh, yeah, can you help me? I'm trying to stay on this diet. Can you help me with this diet? Or can you, um, can I go work, come work out with you or something like that? And I'm always like, sure, whatever, you know, it's fine. I, I don't care. And then you get a lot of people that, you know, they might have ate something that day and they were, they were feeling bad. So they were like, oh, OK, I'll work out. And then the next day they're like, well, you know, I, I said I wanted to do it, but, I, you know, I, I really don't feel like it. And then, you, like you said, it turns into a week and two weeks. Do you get a lot of mm-hmm. people? You get a lot of that sometimes because, you know, even during like New Year's yeah. and stuff, people get the resolutions and everybody wants to everybody wants to join the gym. <laughs> Um, and so, so what do you Almighty do? Almighty New Year's resolution. Yeah. So, so have you, have you gotten a lot of that? And like, what do you do to kind of prepare yourself? Like, do you kind of, can you kind of gauge if somebody is in the right headspace or do you just, you know, sometimes they're, they're on point. Sometimes they're not. Well, you said, uh, I want, I want to bring up an interesting point. Uh, in, in that questioning, you said the word feel twice yeah i don't i can't go off of how somebody feels because Mm -hmm. like i said feelings are emotions emotions are irrational irrational thinking actually uh in a lot of time in a lot of cases can be counterproductive to a person so if you are going off of your feelings you can tell them you can be you can be super hype about something and then instantly something else happens and you're no longer in the mood. Mm-hmm. So the way that I kind of prepare myself for it is I gauge people on the one to 10 scale. Okay. And they'll tell me, I'll ask them, okay, on a, basically on a scale of one to 10, how, uh, how interested are you? And I learned this, I learned this technique working with another, uh, working with another company. Okay. On a scale of on a scale of one to ten, how interested are you in training with me? Well, I say in training in training first. They be like, "Well, I'm about a or training with me." Yeah, that's how that's actually how I word it. Scale of one to ten, how interested are you in training with me? Well, they'll say, "Okay, I'm about a seven. which is you know that's that's pretty pretty fair. Mm-hmm. So my my immediate follow up question is always the same. Is there anything that I can do or say that can get that seven to a 10 in in the process? I'll build I'll help you build your own confidence Hmm. like these. All these learned techniques and all of this stuff come from uh, years of reading this book on how to 
not necessarily manipulate the mind, but how to influence this person mm-hmm. and doing something different or seeing that seeing themselves doing things a better way and all of this old stuff. Like yeah. it, it, you, you have to educate yourself and learn from your clients. Mm-hmm. You know, like learn from learn from them because they'll teach you. They'll teach you some things that you didn't even know, not just about them, but about yourself. They'll teach you like, man, I can really put up with a lot of BS from people. <laughs> right. It's, it's crazy. It's <clears throat> interesting. So um, we're going to wrap it up with one more thing because, you know, we have. We're, we as podcasters, I got this from Fla, and I never really thought about it, but we are kind of entrepreneurs in our own right. I mean, a lot of us are, you know, putting out podcasts more than once a week and selling merch and we get uh, doing marketing and people have websites and stuff. So um, for the entrepreneur listeners, um, what are some tips you would give that you haven't get uh, given already um, to really... Uh, that you think would be really beneficial for any entrepreneur, no matter what field it is, fitness or podcasting? Mm-hmm. What are some some good tips you would give? One of my favorite things to tell people is figure out what you what you absolutely like or love doing and make that make money for you. Mm. Like, okay. Like, okay um, if you like painting. Yeah. Paint the do the best you can at painting. Like be the, be one of the best painters you can be in the city or in the area, and use your social medias. Yeah, you know if you got a uh, you got an Instagram, you got a Snapchat, you got a Facebook, uh, you got a Twitter. Use them. Yeah. I've gained clients from using uh, from using my social media uh, social media pages. You know, and, and and it works like if you're an excellent tattoo artist, mm-hmm. you know, and you just love doing you just love doing tattoos. Use your clients to help build your brand for you. Like it was one thing that I learned and that's 100 percent of your own effort is too much. Mm. If you give if 10 if you have 10 people. And those 10 people give 10% of their effort and you give uh, you give 100% of your effort into building your brand. And those 10 people give 10% of their effort. They just gave 100% if you add if you add it up right. Uh-huh. You know, what I mean, so that's 10 people doing just a little bit for you. And from there, like, who knows who they know? Right. You know, the six degrees of separation is is a monster. Like I just recently gained a client from another client, mm. you know, and then another another client who was searching uh, personal trainers in Beaumont and boom, my name popped up. I, was wow. like, I didn't even know you could Google me. like yeah, that, yeah, but, yeah. It, but you can and, and it works. You know, I've I've had more I've gained more success or I've gained more clients from other people putting me out there than I have me put my own self. Wow. That's so, good. Though. But yeah, figure out, but that's my main, that's my main one. That's my favorite one. Yeah. Figure out what you like doing. You know, I know makeup artists. Yeah. I know plenty of people who write books, who, who do poetry, who paint, who, 
work out, play basketball, all of these things, you know, you name it, I, you name it, I probably know somebody who does it. I got a dude who cooks. I do his, I, I print his menus for him wow. week in and week out. His little food truck is killing in Beaumont right now. Mm. Wow. You know, so that's, that's what I tell people. If you have a passion for something, a deep, deep passion for something, and you you love it that much, mm-hmm. just make it make money for you. So I appreciate you being on and, and for giving us all this good stuff that we can do to better ourselves. Oh man, I I definitely enjoyed it. I'm happy that I'm happy we linked up, man. I really, really, really enjoy enjoy this kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. Especially sharing sharing knowledge and gaining knowledge and, and just you know, just chopping it up with real people. Yeah, my name is Justin Rito, R-I-D-E-A-U for anybody who's listening. Um, and you can find me, like I said, on my uh, Twitter, Mr. Underscore Level Up PT. Uh, my Instagram, Mr. Underscore Level Up PT 87. Or find me on uh, find me on Facebook, you know, Facebook.com slash uh, Level Up Performance Training. Uh, or you could just go straight to my Facebook page. I don't really care. I add pretty much anybody. As long as you shoot me a message, let me know who you are. I got boot camps that's about to get started. Um, that's about to get started back up sometime next month. I'm waiting on. I'm waiting on this semi-pro football season to end so I can get back on. You know, so I can get back on my boot camps uh-huh. without any interruptions. Um, other than that, you can also find me. Uh, you can also find me chopping it up with with my boys on the Critical Dump, uh, the Critical Dump podcast. I'm about to start my own here uh, real soon. Nice. I, I don't know the timetable, but it's gonna be um, it's gonna be called Thoughts of a Thinker, uh-huh. and where I basically just you know whatever whatever topic I've either heard or or, or gained from somebody. Or something like that that I want to, you know, that I want to share to the rest of the world who may not have heard it. You know, it, it it'll just be me talking about whatever. You know, what I mean, anybody want to join in on it, then that's totally fine with me. And uh, yeah, let us know when you get that podcast up. You know, hit us up in the DMs and we'll check it out. And we want to be guests on the show, of course. Oh, oh, no doubt, no doubt. I love it. Yeah. All right, and as far as us, you know, you can listen to Talk It Out podcast on Stitcher, tune in Google Play, iTunes, wherever you could possibly find a podcast. We're there, and um, if you want to hit us up on our social medias, we have a Facebook, facebook.com slash Talk It Out podcast. Our Instagram is instagram.com slash Talk It Out podcast, and our Twitter is at Talk It Out underscore pod. Use the hashtag Talk It Out pod for a retweet. Thank you so much for being for coming on the show and uh, and talking to us about entrepreneurship. We had a really good time. Appreciate you. And, oh, it's no uh, problem. No problem. Anytime. Yes. And um, yeah, this has been. Wait, KT, do you have any housekeeping before we go? No housekeeping. What? All right. <laughs> um, and this has been Gabby. And this is KT. And our special guest. Justin Rito, Mr. Level Up, man. Y'all can, hey, holla at me.
And this has been Talk It Out.